Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Gary Holt from Exodus and formerly from Slayer, and you're listening to The Razor's Edge. What's going on, guys? It's Tom here from The Razor's Edge, and I'm here with Jay of Vexed. How are you, sir? Are you well? I'm well. I'm very well. How are you? Yeah, I'm not too bad, man. Not too bad. It's... Uh... Early evening, like the, the weather's killing me. Being a ginger, it just destroys me every time. Like as soon as it gets hot, I like melt. <laughs> Mate, I, I'm loving it. Like I'm, I'm one of them people where as soon as the sun's out, my mood is just amazing. No matter what's going on in my life. No fair. No, it's good. I, I think it brings out the good in a lot of people because winter, everyone's always like shit in it. It's miserable. Fucking hate it. Yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> like that. Though. I'm exactly like that. I feel like winter. Once you get Christmas out of the way, it's just waiting for summer. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> Festival season, where is it? Come on. Literally. Um, how, how was your pandemic season? Obviously, I know it's not really much of a thing anymore, but how have the last few years been for yourself and for the band? Um, They've been weird. Because obviously, like, the, the pandemic fucked everyone up a little bit, but we feel like... We haven't quite recovered from it. Obviously, we had um, we had a huge tour booked in the pandemic. We were, we were meant to be touring with Whitechapel. Uh, we were watching everything getting postponed, being like, yeah, that'll get postponed, but whatever, you know, it happens. And then it, it got cancelled. Um, haven't really recovered from it show-wise, you know. And we, we, we haven't been as busy as we expected to be. You know, we kind of thought, you know, once restrictions are lifted and stuff, that... And, you know, we'll we'll get going again, and we'll be on the road way more. But yeah, it's it's still still quiet for us, man. Quieter than I would like it to be. But did the so Whitechapel not revitalising that tour like now just to do it anyway? No, well, I I think um, I think they they still they still toured us. I think they still might have done a UK run or so, but oh. with other sorry other sorry. <laughs> it, it don't matter. It's all good. It's all good. Like. Is what it is, isn't it? But um, at the moment, yeah, we're just hoping for for more dates to come through. Obviously, it's a quiet year for us at the moment. Um, but hopefully, you know, I feel like we we've pretty much missed the boat for festival season. But hopefully, this time next year, um, our diaries will be pretty packed. Yeah, mate. When and we will get to it when this album drops. I think that's going to change the course of everything for you guys from a personal I standpoint. So. I hope so. I think I think a lot of people are in for an absolute treat when this when this comes out. <laughs> I definitely um, like I I loved our first album we all did, but this time round it feels like I'm more excited about the release than I was the first time round. You know, and I'm it's hard to describe. I feel like the sound we've achieved with this album is more true to us, whereas with the first one we were quite. We were quite heavy on the uh, experimentation and we were trying to find like the, the sound that we wanted to achieve. Do you know what I mean? And I feel like we've done a better job with that this time around. Yeah, I think you've always got to feel, feel your way around, haven't you? You've got to, because you've got to find the, the vexed sound. You can't just be like, here's the first album, boom, it's the be like, wait, wait, I, what? Like, yeah. I, so I think you've got, you got to put the, you try and test it. It'd be like, oh, is, did people react to that? Did they not? Like, what can we do differently? And then you've brought this album coming out in the end of June. It's just like, fucking hell, they're here. You know, I I think it's easier, like once you've got the first album out, because then you can reflect on that and you can be like, okay, what about this album? What do we like? What aspects do we want to keep? What do we wish we we maybe didn't do? What do we wish we'd done more of? Um, 
So I think like I, I wouldn't say it made it easier writing writing album two, but it definitely made it um I guess easier to visualise, I'll put it that way. Writing it was still a pain in the ass, but it was easier to visualise what we wanted to achieve, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well let let's we'll go all the way back first and then we'll get we'll get to the brand new album. So what actually made you want to be a musician in the first place? What made you pick up a guitar? Uh, my dad plays like every instrument known to mankind. Um, really? Yeah, yeah. He's he's the playing bands and stuff. And um, I went through this. Uh, I feel like everyone's gone through a similar phase. Maybe I went through this like massive Eminem phase, and oh. I was just into like loads of rap and stuff. And this was when I was like, I don't know, eleven, twelve, or something like that. So I I didn't really listen to anything guitar based at all. But then my dad, being a musician, bought me a guitar. Um. And initially, yeah, like I was a little bit like, you know, what am I going to do with this? Do you know <laughs> what I mean? But then, so, so I, I didn't, I didn't touch it for like maybe two years, year and a half, and then I discovered like, you know, bands like Muse and stuff, which is that they were kind of like my entry level into guitar playing. So then I got into a few of their songs, and I was like, yeah, it'd be cool to actually be able to to do what they're doing. And then it just kind of escalated. Like I, I'm not, I'm not quite sure how I ending up in a metal band playing eight string guitars you know because I, I was brought up on um you know a lot of jazz and a lot of blues and stuff um but that that's that's pretty much how it happened like it was it was just super gradual super gradual and it, it just went from you know playing bands uh playing in bands playing little shows just for fun and stuff and then suddenly you know 12 years down the line here I am with you that's my <laughs> <laughs> I mean, those early Eminem albums are unbelievable. Oh, like, amazing. Dude, that man is so talented. It's insane. And I mean, he still is now. Like, it just, he never seems to put a bad record out, I don't think, anyway. I think it's always good to have that eclectic taste as well, like you say, because obviously you're playing a metal band, but you're brought up on jazz and blues, because you can also bring those sorts of things into it at the same time. And obviously, metal's great. Everyone loves, we all love it, but like, I can't listen to it all day. It drives me insane. No, I, I don't get a. Uh, I mean, I'm not judging, but people that wake up and then on their way to work at like seven thirty in the morning, they're blasting death metal. I've I've never understood personally. Um, but, but this is the thing. Like when I've said before, like we take in we take influence from uh, you know, like jazz and blues and even like some classical and stuff. Um, a lot of the new album was inspired by little grime tracks. People are always kind of confused as to like how do you. How are you taking influence from very different genres? But like what people don't understand is like it's not necessarily that you're hearing something and you're going, yeah, I want to do something exactly like that. It's more like, okay, what about this is having an effect on me? How can I replicate that and implicate it into into what we're doing? Do you know what I mean? And especially like yeah. I said, with um, especially if you dive into like old school grime and like the kind of like underground stuff, like rhythmically, it's really impressive. So like when it comes to patterns and stuff, a lot of our patterns are are influenced by like grime tracks and stuff. And That's and if you've sick. if you've seen one of our live shows, you'll see our interludes are quite um quite trappy and stuff as well. So we like to bring that side of it across to the live live show as well. Dude, that's so clever. That's insanely clever. Well, that that's blowing my mind. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> well, you, can, like, you can find influence anywhere, man. Like inspiration can come from anywhere. And I think a lot of um, a lot of people tend to kind of think they'll hear a band do a cool riff 
and their idea of taking inspiration is to almost kind of replicate it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Instead, you should be analysing it and going, okay, what about it is is having an effect? Do you know what I mean? I think I don't think anyone really delves that deeply, unless it's another musician. I don't because I don't tend to go and go. Well, I wonder. I obviously just think, oh, it's playing a guitar. I've seen someone else will play something similar on guitar again. I never think, oh, that's obviously come from a grime track that's done by so-and-so, you know, oh, no one's really heard of them though. They're just very underground, but rhythmically it's incredible. Um, I think, I think it's important to listen to multiple different genres as a musician. I agree. I absolutely agree. Sound, you know? Yeah. No, absolutely. If you've got, if you've got four or five people in a band, they're all listening to different genres of music and bringing in certain elements of them genres. Do you know what I mean? You you can end up with, with a really, uh, really interesting sound. 100% 100% dude I love it absolutely incredible I'm gonna have to go back and listen to it again now just to see if I can pick anything out um so other than obviously the underground ground thing has there been any other influences anywhere else um I mean there's the obvious ones you know if we want to if we want to think about metal influences you can probably tell we're big like Miss Sugar fans um there's so many like throughout the years. Uh, Parkway Drive, Kill Switch Engage from my early years. Um, that's like Vale of My Periphery. I went for a massive periphery phase. Uh, and I think all of them little phases of listening to different bands, I think they all do something. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. E- even if it's just, um, just to help refine your playing, even if it's not not doing anything for the right. And like, I, I don't think I'd be able to... I'd say I'm, I'm quite a strong down picker, but I don't, I don't think I would have been able to do that if it wasn't for learning like kill switch engage songs and stuff growing up you know what i mean yeah absolutely man um i love partway drive are you seeing him on sunday i will be it will be my um fourth time seeing him and and what's crazy is every time i've seen them their production level has just stepped up massively yeah they're gonna i think they're gonna blow the roof off they're their second to last aren't they um so i think before slipknots that's i mean just the sunday alone is i mean yeah I'm not gonna get I'm just getting jealouser and jealous of the more I speak. So <laughs> um where does the actual band name Vexed come from? Uh I mean it's it's a hard one to answer. It's a perfect question for Meg, even though I'm sure she's so sick of answering it. Yeah, uh, probably. <laughs> the name is kind of the whole idea was with Vex was kind of and especially with the new album, the whole idea was taking negative emotions and anger and stuff and then venting it through music without sounding all like philosophical and stuff like that. But we, we just wanted to, you know, we used to play a lot kind of a proggy band back in the day and we just wanted to write something really heavy and really fun to play. So it was like, yeah, let's just write some proper angry shit. And the name Vex just, I mean, it just, it just works for what we're doing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's pretty, that's pretty much it. Just angry music. So, I love asking the question because I know it gets asked a lot, but I'm always intrigued as to what would came, what were the names before that came? Because I'm always wondering, because you know, obviously everyone's got, every name's been taken under the sun now. I think pretty much with like, you know, you've got the beauty of Spotify, be able to go through and find out who's got what. But like, yeah. did you, what names did you have previous to, to Vexed? So like way back in the day, like, <laughs> going back, some people will know this, um, me, Megan Willem, we played in a band called uh, Vendetta. Yeah. We don't talk about it much. It was a long time ago. Um, but that's how the three of us started started playing music together. Okay. Yeah. And then, you know, 
it wasn't a, a lot of people kind of thought it was a rebrand it really wasn't a rebrand um we just we just kind of got bored of it you know no i suppose obviously you did, you're just growing and developing aren't you so i'm sure there's loads of bands out there didn't start but i bet food fighters didn't start with food fighters they probably start with something else and then obviously yeah. everyone grows and develops and hones their craft and becomes whoever they become so um apologies i didn't know you didn't like to talk about it very oh, much no. so i didn't oh no 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 worries man no worries it's funny it's, <laughs> it's nice to, to like dive into the past a little bit you know oh, i'm always intrigued i always love to know like the intricacies of what how it all became to be this do you know what i mean it's and uh, it's it's great I'm, I'm i'm looking forward to talking about you i'm always in i just like to know backstories and like get to really know somebody properly and that sort of thing first yeah yeah so there we are um Obviously, this is probably more a med question, but I'll still ask it anyway. Lyrics-wise, do you get involved at all? Uh, no, not really. Like we, we have um, if there are certain themes that that the rest of us kind of wanna wanna put into the album, then we'll we'll bring them up. Uh, and Meg will often run themes by us and stuff like that. And song names, you know, we all sit down and discuss. But um, lyrically and theme-wise, it's it's majority Meg really. Okay, so they 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 quite personal. I take it the lyrics and they're not right story. Yeah, yeah. yeah she, she writes about stuff really close to her heart and stuff she's really passionate about, um, which which I think it helps with the deliverance of the actual vocal. If that makes sense. Yes. If there's genuine behash, passion behind what she's saying, I think it, it can help. Could could you can hear that a lot of the time? And there's um there's a song in the album um called um. It's not the end, and you you can properly hear that that's come straight from the heart for Meg, and I yeah. think that's that makes it powerful. No, absolutely, her vocal is insane. By the way, like, um, like to hear someone scream like that is just, I don't know, I just couldn't stop listening. Basically, I was just so like, this is unbelievable. Like, it just kept, I kept, I was just drawn in the entire time. I've listened to it quite a few times through, and it, every time, I'm just like, oh, this track's great. This track's also great. There's, there's not one I've gone, oh, it's all right. You know, that one's you know not as good as this one. It's like every single track on that album brings something different, to, you know, to the party. So it's like you just want to keep hearing what's next. Oh, God, what's coming up next? This is incredible. Um, How does a Vexed song actually come together then? How is it? I take it as all music-based first, or does Meg bring like, oh, this is an idea I've got for this. Let You know, have you got any riffs that could like go with this? So the majority of the time, I'll come to them with riffs. Normally, normally like one riff, like the main riff, uh, and a lot of the time, I mean, yeah, a lot, a lot of the time, they kind of just come from from that first section. So whether it's me, you know, demoing down a riff and be like, right, I hear this there, and I hear this, and it kind of writes itself, or I'll have a riff, I won't know what to do with it, so we'll all sit down and we'll, you know, we'll brainstorm. But you know, there have been there have been times in the past where. Willem's come up with drum stuff and we've written to that. Um, there's a song in the new album called Extremist and there's a song on our first album, Cullen Culture, that's called Narcissist. Both of them were written to vocal, which is which is a really interesting approach. So Meg will have a vocal, like the rhythm and uh, lyrics and stuff, and she'll record that roughly and then we'll write around that, which is, which is always fun, to be honest. Because coming up with that initial idea is always like the biggest pain in the arse. So when she brings something <laughs> to us, you know, the and the initial idea is already there. It's like, great, smash the guitar over this. Yeah, yeah. Um, Extremist is one one of the songs I absolutely love. Um, it it really gave me Static X vibes. Mm, I, that, 
yeah, just straight away, just from from vocally as well as musically, I was just like, fucking hell, just just yeah, I was definitely one of my top songs on the album. That one, um, definitely, it's definitely the name that uh, it's the song that you know the name is the most spot on for. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like it's like the most intense track we've ever done. It's kind of relentless. It's so great. I, I think it's called extremist because it's you know as you know it's pretty pretty harsh on the ear. It's hefty. It is it's got some heft to it. It's great. Just pure hench song. <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be fun live, definitely. Oh, I can't wait. I, I need I need to uh um get when you when you go touring I can't get my words out, sorry. When you go touring next, then I'm definitely down. Just I just want that. I just want all of that in my face this the entirety of the, of the whole night. Um We've mentioned it a couple of times, so we might as well talk about it properly, eh? Your brand new album, Negative Energy, is out on June 23rd. Are you excited for the release? I'm very excited for the release. Very excited. We we started writing this um, in 2021. Oh, wow. Yeah. So there's um there are riffs and sections on the album that, um I mean, guitar-wise anyway, that I wrote before our first album was out. And then obviously, and then obviously, lockdown came along, and it was like, okay, what else do you do? Okay, I'll, I'll just I'll write some riffs and stuff. But we, um, it's weird. We we had like half the album written, right? And it just it wasn't sounding right. So we we literally just started from scratch. Really? So we, we, yeah, I know it's it sounds so uh, so chaotic. We uh, we took a few riffs and stuff, and then the rest we just we just binned it off, and we just chopped and changed stuff. So. You know, oh yeah, we'll take that pattern, we'll put it with that riff, see if that works. But then yeah, a lot of stuff got deleted, and there, there's a laptop full of old riffs that were just like, it's not, it's not sounding right. Is it not something you want to go back to in the future? Maybe. I mean, potentially, they're, they're kind of like we we call them backburner riffs. You know, riffs okay. like. They're not. They're not really like. They're not making the cut at this moment in time. But we might be able to find a, a place for them. Do you know what I mean? Because because what we did, uh, we scrapped all of the demos that we'd done. Um, yeah. But any any sections that were kind of cool, I just chucked them all in a uh, Reaper project. So it's just a bunch of like random guitar riffs and stuff. And when we were writing, whenever we come across a section that you know was empty, we didn't know what to do. It was like, okay, let's go through all of these bits from the past, see if any of them work. You know different BPMs and stuff. Um, and we're kind of just there at our disposal. But yeah, the majority, we just we started from scratch, to be honest. Was that not heartbreaking? Just being like, oh, if, you know, or was it just because you're like, no, it's just not working. I'm happy. Let's just crack on and get on with it and start again. No, it, it actually, it took some stress away in a weird way. Because, you know, on one hand, it's like, oh, we've been writing this for like five months. So now we're just going to bin it off. But then on the other hand, it's like, okay, now we don't have to finish all of this shit that we're not happy with. Because <laughs> we had a bunch of songs that they either weren't finished or they were finished, but they weren't sounding right. And it's so stressful. Like, okay, you need to finish this. You need to finish this track. You need to change this track so that you like it and so that it sounds good. So it was just so much easier and so much more refreshing to just have a clean slate and just go, okay, now we know what we don't want to do, you know? So let's just start again just build it back up well in, again in my opinion it's definitely paid off 
So I think, and hopefully when that comes out on the 23rd, everyone else can be like, oh my fucking ass, get them signed up. Let's get him on every festival going. <laughs> we, we put an insane amount of time and work into it, man. We really did like brutal hours. Cause you know, we would, um, a lot of time we'd write out our bass player hours cause he's got a nice little home, home set up, which the rest of us don't quite have. Um, so, you know, we'd, we'd get to his in the morning and we'd think, yeah, we'll probably, we'll wrap up at like five and drive home and stuff because that was a couple of hours away from us. Um, and there was one night that I was still writing at four in the morning, just bashing it out, just trying to get stuff done. Like, and and like, you know, a lot of people would know some work you do in the early hours in the morning, it's either really good or it's shit and you're just doing <laughs> stuff for the sake of it. Do you know what I mean? So kind of hit and miss on that front. But um yeah, like a scary amount of time went into it, man. And like with with the recording process as well, it was it was very uh very nitpicky, but I think you know in a good way. Yeah, I mean you could always over overdo it, can't you? You could get to a point where it's like, oh, that sounds alright, but maybe change this. Oh, I might take that out. I might put that in. You know, as it gets to a point, where, especially with the pandemic, obviously you've got too much time on your hands, so you could almost overdo it. Listen, yeah, yeah. But I've always had the issue with um, things like guitar tones as well, coming up with guitar tones. I'll get something that sounds good, and then it's like, oh, I'll make this little tweak, this little tweak, and then suddenly it sounds like shit. Cause you, you, <laughs> I, do you know what I mean? Yeah. In it where you're happy, you over tweak it, and you, you know, you, you end up making it shit, essentially. Well, again, album's brutal. It's phenomenal, and I'm excited for you for it to come out. But. You've released um, "Cross My Heart, Hope to Die" and "Anti-Fetish" as singles. Have they been well received? Yeah, really well received, um, which is obviously great. Because we were kind of nervous, like releasing music, because it had been so long since since Cullen Culture. Yeah. Um, yeah. And obviously, these two tracks in particular are, are very experimental for us, so we, we weren't quite sure how they were going to, you know, go down. Um, but yeah, the response we had is actually it's it's really nice really nice um, and like relieving as well you know yeah, it's kind of like yeah, this risk that we've taken it seems to have paid off people seem to seem to fuck with it quite heavily no absolutely dude absolutely that's good i'm really pleased to hear it i'm really pleased to hear it so what sets this album apart then from from culling culture i would call it more mature personally more more mature you, you can probably hear we have a like I said, a clearer idea of what we were trying to achieve. Uh, and I don't know if you know what I mean by this, but like there are just a lot more cooler moments. Do you know what I mean? You, you know, like certain moments in, in tracks, it's just a cool thing, whether it's just like a crazy pinch harmonica, of course, just some crazy vocal from Mick, like, you know, them them big moments or, or if it's like, you know, certain breakdowns or certain riffs and stuff. I think there's just more for more for people to chew on in that sense. Yeah, and, and it, it's, sorry, it's just heavier, man. Like, <laughs> don't get me wrong, there is still um, there are still cleans and stuff. There are still you know um, lighter bits, um, some sad ones, but overall, it's just it's just way heavier, just way heavier, and hopefully more headbangy, because that's what I wanted anyway. I, I, I can imagine being in the studio or whatever or just writing it in general and coming up with a riff and then you're just you know jamming or whatever and then you come up with this riff and you're just like i can imagine yourself going like holy fuck this is the one this is it this is just and then getting obviously then getting to play it live must be like must be insane 
like I, I can always tell when I've written a riff that I personally think is one of my best because well like when I when I track stuff I'm I'm like super weird so I record just to a click and just the dry guitar don't ask me why it's just I'm just so used to it so I can always tell when I'm proud of a riff by you know I'll track it and I'll just listen to it back with just a click and dry guitar and I'm already like yeah it sounds huge do you know what I mean Bef before everything that's that's how I know a lot of the time yeah that's awesome that's incredible absolutely incredible how do you i don't know if obviously you must all take part in this how do you decide what the track listing like what's going you know what's going first second etc what's going towards the end uh i mean we it definitely changed a few times because <laughs> uh, obviously everyone else you know everyone's got different ideas and stuff so we have an original listening and then we'll kind of each let it flow and then be like mm, maybe that doesn't work here or it's like you know we'll get something that sounds good but then we're like oh these two songs they're not working quite well together um that's why like on the album there are two tracks that just they were really weird to go together because one of them was super heavy one of them was like super depressing um but it was hard to hard to place them anywhere else so that's why we have a an interlude on the album called dmt which is used to kind of just bridge the two do you know what i mean but um, I think you wanna. I mean, it's kind of like, kind of like live. Like people, people remember the start and the end mainly. I think anyway. So I think, I think you wanna. If you were releasing a heavy album, I think you wanna start with a bang and end with a bang, which I think we've done quite well. I absolutely agree with you, um, because the three songs I took away were extremist. Like I said, with the static hex vibes, trauma euphoria, which has the clean part in it, which really threw me. <laughs> Because obviously I just wasn't expecting it at all. And uh, Meg's voice, again, insane, incredible. Um, and uh, Nepotism, the last track. Personal so... favorite one, yeah. Oh, really? It is, yeah. It's uh, it's one of the first ones I wrote. Oh, okay. It's super fun to play. Like, super fun to jam to. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, to be honest, like, the three you just named, they're almost my top three, I'd say, of the whole album. And and they're very different from each other as well. Yes, absolutely. That just that I'm gonna have to go listen to extremist after this again. Just just I just need that in my face again. It's great. Um so you've mentioned at the start that your diary's a bit empty at the moment and obviously you want to be out touring. Are you gonna to be touring this album? Yes. At some point. Oh, can we not talk about it? <laughs> Put it this way, we would leave tomorrow and go play a bunch of shows. Um, it's it's a complicated situation. It's okay. complicated. We're uh, we're trying to get on that for the rest of the year. Um, but the bottom line is, as soon as we can, we will be because we're itching to play, man. Like um, we played for the first time a couple of weeks ago at the Great Escape Festival. That was our first show in like nine months, and it's just it's like having a little taste. Do you know what I mean? Like we played that and we were even more rich in to get out there. So, yeah, as soon as we can, we will. Did you play Bloodstock last year? 2021, we played Bloodstock. Yeah. 2020. Oh, yeah, of course. They, they were the only festival that went that ran that year, isn't it? They were. Did... They were. Yeah, Darren had a pilot, I think, that year. How, how was that? Oh, that was great. It was great. Um, first festival I ever went to was Bloodstock in 2017. So it was it was on my list for one to play, you know. Um, and the crowd as well were insane, like really, really good. The tent was super busy. They were super energetic as well. And that was our first show um, after 
pandemic as well. So we, we kind of needed it. Don't get me wrong, yeah. we were probably shitting it because obviously we hadn't played in a long time. And uh, there's a lot of people. But um, no, Blasford was great. And just even in general, like, as a punter, I just had a great time, man. Like, it's there's always a good atmosphere at Bloodstock, I've noticed. Yeah, it was um, last year was incredible. Apart from the fact there was an absolute heat dome, it was like 35 degrees every day. I don't know how I survived, to be honest with you. But uh, yeah, it's just, there's always a good family feel about it. I, it's a, such a great festival. Yeah, 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 definitely. You feel um, there's a weird sense of community there. Do you know what I mean? You kind of feel like you're mates of everyone. But like even yeah. even before you get on the beers, you feel like everyone's just super friendly, you know? And fair play to everyone that goes out in leather in that heat. Mate, trust me. Even like even people in battle jackets, man. It's like, how are you, how are you wearing denim on such a hot day? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it, it genuinely amazes me, man. <laughs> Dedication to the cause. We love it. Um You've got TechFest and uh, Misery Loves Company festivals coming up. Um, are you excited for those? I take it you are. Very excited, especially TechFest. Um, it's going to be our, our fourth time at TechFest. Every year it's fucking amazing. Like, we love TechFest. Uh, we love Simon Goddard, who puts it on, Garrod even. Um, again, like with Bloodstock, there's always such a good atmosphere at TechFest because it's so much smaller that it's just intensified. Do you know what I mean? Um, but we're we're really looking forward to our set. We've been rehearsing it recently, sounding tight. We got some cool stuff up our sleeve, uh, and it's going to be cool to play new songs live as well. You know. Yeah, I bet. We got um, looking at the set list now. Um, like five songs that have yet to be played live. <laughs> mm. People been for a fucking treat. Um, yeah, I need to get down and see you guys. Um, I'm a Bloodstock this year. Um, I'm hoping to go to Miserable's Company because um, it's not too far from me. So, um, yeah, hopefully I'll catch you guys there. If not, I'll definitely, whenever you can get your tour announced, I'll definitely be coming 100%. Um, last question before I let you get out of here. Uh, music videos. Now, obviously, these were huge back in the day, back in the early 2000s with all the Kerangs and Scuzzers and whatnot. Not so much now. I don't think. I know YouTube's obviously a big thing, but production of them, making them, etc. Love them or hate them? Um, yeah, there's quite a strong hatred, I'd say. <laughs> yeah, okay. well, the, the last one we done, uh, Hope to Die, that was the best shoot me and Willem have ever done. Because, I mean, there was no performance, which is great. Um, yeah. And all we had to do... I had to, we had to stand there for like 30 seconds and then we had to lay on the floor for an additional 30 seconds. And then the rest of the day, we were just kind of hanging about. Um, but in, any video where there's performance, it's just grueling, man. It's just like, just boring, to be honest. Because it's, it's um, I struggle to force the energy when there's no crowd in front of me. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I kind of go crazy when there's just like five people in front of you. And cameras and stuff. Um, yeah, don't enjoy it. But I like seeing the final product. That yes. part's fun. It's, it's just shooting them that isn't. I mean, with music videos, obviously, so much, so, so many out there. It must be hard to come up with concepts and story because a lot of people do lyric videos now, don't they? Or performance videos, like you said. So, must coming up with a concept, imagine, is quite difficult. Or does if someone does that for you? Uh, we're normally pretty good with that, to be honest. Um, a lot of the ideas come from Meg. 
uh, because obviously she's got she's got some ideas streaming from the lyrics of the song. You know, like you can kind of implicate into videos. Uh, so so concept wise, it's it's normally okay. Like outfits and stuff is what we struggle with a lot of the time. Okay, like, you know, wearing and stuff like I mean, it's always a nightmare. Obviously, making sure we we all look like consecutive and stuff. But yeah, concept wise, it's normally Meg. Meg's got a lot of good ideas. Uh, me and Willem usually have like fuck all ideas, uh, <laughs> as much as we try. Um, but yeah, a lot of it comes from comes from Meg Mind, especially the last two that we done. Incredible, man, Jay. This has been absolutely amazing, man. It's been great to meet you and chat to you and stuff. Um, Negative Energy out twenty third of June. Make sure you're getting on that. Download it, buy it, stream it, whatever you can do. Just just get it in your face and get it in your ears. It's incredible. Thanks for listening. Make sure you keep up to date with future episodes by subscribing to our channels. For more information on this podcast, or for all the latest music news, reviews, interviews and more, head over to our website, www.theraziseedge.rocks.